You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Scandal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424 256 1729. And now, another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV Scandal After Show. Gladiators, we are back. We are back for another episode of the Scandal After Show. And it's our final one for the season. So I'm a little sad. Lord, no, it can't be the last one. We got jokes today. We got jokes. We're just so excited that... This episode was so amazing, but we are a little sad, but we're going to get to that, you know, in 55 minutes. For right now, we're just so happy that this finale lived up and then some. Yeah. So this is season one, episode seven, Grant for the People. Uh, My name is Emil Ennis Jr. And as always, you can tweet me at Emilio E. Jr. We have our phones with us to live tweet. And if you want to call in, 424-256-1729, and we'll try to answer. But Sophia? And I am Sophia Stanley. You can also follow me at Sophia Stanley, all one word. Um, but that is Sophia with an F for fanatic about scandal. And I am Bam Erickson. You can also follow me on Facebook and Twitter. And last week I was at 37. I am at 87 followers. Yes. Woo! Way to go, gladiators. Good job. Good job. So let's start talking about this wonderful finale. And I'm sorry, guys, I didn't live tweet last night. I was out bowling. I broke a nail, actually, so I'm a little upset. But um, I really want to live tweet. But once I saw all the tweets afterwards, I knew I, it was going to be good. I couldn't tweet. As you, as I said uh, la- as I said last night, I was working valet parking up until the wee hours of the night. And so I didn't actually watch Scandal until about 3 o'clock this morning. Then I got back up at 8 o'clock, went to work. So I didn't, I didn't, I just cut my phone off because I saw all the little tweets going, but I I absolutely could yeah, not. Yeah, you guys were spoiling it for me. My phone kept going off. I'm going to cut both of them off. I was watching live, <laughs> and the reason I didn't tweet is because I was so overwhelmed. There were I almost threw my phone at the TV. So let's just jump right into All it right. and why we're so let's excited. Jump. And, you know... All of the opening scenes for Scandal, the entire seven episodes, have been ridiculous, but this was on a whole nother level. It's like, you know, Quinn walks into Gideon's apartment, and she's so happy, and she has that afterglow, and she's talking about not only how cute he is and how cute the bagel place is, and then when she sees him, the manner in which the entire scene stops, and she drops everything, and immediately runs over to him. I swear I knew what she was going to do. And I was like, don't effing take the scissors out. Do you not watch TV? Like, don't you know what's going to happen? How did you guys think? (laughs) I I personally thought dummy called the police. But then after the couple minutes realizing when Olivia said what she had to say, which we'll talk about later. But I'm thinking dummy called the police. She's such a chicken head. But what do you, I mean, would you have taken out the scissors, Emil? I wouldn't take out the scissors, but at the same time, just to defend her a little bit, she was in a state of shock. So maybe, okay, okay, so here's my she issue. She was in a state of shock the whole time when they was telling her, okay, you're not who you are. Well, well what's happening? I mean, well, why you got, I'm just like, oh, gosh, well, shut up. She Okay, so she comes home and she sees Gideon on the floor. So I'm trying to imagine if I saw somebody, well, I can't say love because she just had sex with him. So, hmm. Okay, somebody just had sex with her, still in a natural high. And then she comes home and she sees him on the floor. So obviously her natural reaction is go run to him. So that was okay. But then as far as taking the scissors out, I think the the reason that I got really pissed off was because if you're going to take the scissors out, you need to have a plan before you take them. Like, she she took them out. And then she's like, oh, now let me get help. Hold on. Right, right there. Like, And also, too, I mean, obviously, the fact that she took the scissors out and then immediately put her hands to try to stop the bleeding. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense because, obviously, then you knew not to take the scissors out. You should have like, done it reverse. But, and then, but then I really felt for her when she was literally holding his neck and trying to reach for the... 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Phone, like she knew at that very moment and the expression on her face, you knew what happened is that she literally felt his pulse underneath her finger stop and yeah. she knew he, he was dead. And but then it quickly goes to... I hate to sound like an ass, but he was going to die anyway. You see all that blood that was dripping? You obviously don't watch other Shonda Rhyme shows, and if we had brought in the people from Grey's, which I've been told I need to start watching because I do not, in fact, watch Grey's watch Anatomy. It. I'm just, watch I'm just being silly, me. but seriously, everyone watches TV, and if they're watching TV, they should be watching Grey's, and they know not to take out the scissors, and surgeons could have potentially saved him. But, you know, I think that was a... That was such a dumb move. I can't even... I literally was hoarse three minutes into the episode because of that. Yeah. And if I sound weird, that's why. (laughs) But then, you know, but then, yeah. But then, you know, obviously then we see her standing there and the door opens. And who is it? Of course, it's Olivia Pope. Were you... uh, Now, I was shocked that she called Olivia. And I don't know why I'm not shocked, but I was like... I wasn't because I think at the end of the day, you know... Olivia is better than the police. <laughs> like, Olivia is who you turn to when you're in that situation where you can't think. It's almost that it's been drilled into your head. Like, you know when you're a little kid and there's the boogeyman, like they use the boogeyman to scare you? Mm-hmm. Olivia Pope is the exact opposite. When you get into trouble, you automatically, like how some people pray, some people are there, like, call Olivia Pope. Well, but I, I, I don't know, maybe for me, because her storyline for the past week or two kind of took a backseat. And so, I mean, I just didn't, expect that everything would tie in to the whole fact that she's not who she is and Olivia knew because we were all kind of wondering okay well who is she who is she who is she so then when she calls Olivia and she's like you can't call the police because uh because of your identity I'm like uh oh it's about to about to get hot up in here well I mean the main I think a main reason why she called Olivia too is because dummy touched a murder weapon so her fingerprints are all on it so of course they had to get rid of it so why would you call the police and then she has that issue now that we know she can't actually go to the police so she has that issue her fingerprints are on it then the police will see who she actually is plus they would automatically tie her to the scene so um that i'm sorry quinn yeah she is a chicken head i'm sorry she, thank you she's not a chicken she, head she's fuck. just not that bright and just the way she conducted herself once they were trying to um help her yeah. with wiping well, we're gonna, we're gonna get to that we're gonna get to that we're gonna get to that first but. we go to billy billy walked back in and he was disturbed he walked into um he was walking into the the white house but i, I want to ask you guys a question because security guard said i signed you in two and hours I, ago yes and you've already been out causing trouble can you explain that to me i have no idea and and gladiators i have watched this episode now three times and I am still extremely confused as well was Billy. Yeah. So the security guard basically said, hey, Artie, this is the second time I'm checking you in. You're obviously here earlier than everyone, including the press. And the thing that bothered me with that was because then if he checked him in earlier, I mean, he has an alibi because he would technically have signed in at the White House, right? Of course. But not only that, then it makes it leads me to believe, like, is there someone else involved here? Mm hmm. Is there someone else who, because obviously just by the look on his face, that would have been something that would have made him happy and it didn't. He seemed scared and then continued to be scared as he he walked into the hallway and he walked into his office and he shut the door in the manner in which he did and obviously then immediately started writing because in his mind, the police are going to come and get him in any given moment. So he needs to put his plan in action immediately. That makes sense. I was confused. I thought I was the only one who didn't really quite get that. Maybe I missed something. No, that was one of my big questions, which I'm... I'm still confused about, and I would love to carry on the conversation, you know, online afterwards. But if, if any of our other gladiators, even as we're talking now, have any thoughts on that, Please you know, tweet. definitely tweet. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely tweet. Um, so then we went to Olivia coming in to help Quinn. And, you know, Olivia says they can't call the police because they're going to find out who she really is. And then we'll go back to that in a minute when we talk about everybody getting there. But. We went to Cyrus, and he was talking to the president (laughs) about the president spending the night at what he said his girlfriend's house. And he goes into, I mean, Cyrus's monologues are just amazing because he was like, oh, you know, what did you throw pebbles at her window? What did you guys hold hands when her parents weren't there? Like, he is just so rude and disrespectful, but funny at the same time. Like, he just is like, has zingers. 
I think that in this instance, yes, is disrespectful to speak to the president in that manner, but he's trying to help him. He's, you know, it's kind of one of those people who do drugs and you really want to look out for him. He, <laughs> he really needs to, you disagree? I think, I think the president needs to know what's going on because he, you are the president of the United it's States. It's just with me not trusting Cyrus from the beginning. It was confirmed this episode at the end and I'm right. still a little pissed off about that. So excuse me, it's not towards you. Okay. Just. Yeah. And, but, but I think, go ahead. I just, I think somebody should tell the president because he's letting his, he's letting his love almost ruin his presidency. And, president and I agree is with an you. Utter moron. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that is our amazing Marissa. She's just adding she is definitely a gladiator. But, you know, I think just it's necessary. I think it's necessary because I think that that is exactly what's happening. Is that I think that he, and we're going to see it, uh, you know, as the episode progresses, he's at a crossroads of whether or not he wants to lead with emotion and be fit or whether or not he wants to be pragmatic and be. President Grant. And so I think it's necessary. And I think it's necessary for him to also stick it to Cy and basically say, like, oh, what does he say? Go, your girl fell in love with me. Yeah. It must really eat you, right, Cy? Like, he's basically saying, like, what, what? Well, I thought it was funny when Cyrus said, um, did you get this job to get laid? Because you could have done that as the governor. <laughs> like, he, I mean, he's he, really, on it. he really can just throw those jabs at you and just make you feel like, God, I'm such an ass. Yeah. yeah. He basically was like, bam. And then we hear that three ATF agents were shot in Georgia, my home state. Once again, we're going back to Georgia. Um, and no, that was a, I guess they had to add that little element in, and we'll see why later, just a little bit. Um, but then we go back to the crime scene, and we find out, you know, that Olivia's telling her associates that her name is not Quinn Perkins. And then I guess we kind of saw... And then they all basically they all blew up. And yeah, and they said... She said, she's our client. She needs our help. And they're like, we don't know who this girl is. Which I thought... That actually really upset me. Mm-hmm. Like, it irritated me. Like, I thought that in previous episodes, they had kind of banded together. You know, they were all on Olivia's side. They were a team. For them to so quickly forget that they all had secrets, to so quickly forget that they all had a path that Olivia either rescued them from or helped them with to think that Quinn didn't also have a past and that they shouldn't trust Olivia. I don't know. I was irritated. I think the thing that's different is with her, she has a past, but she doesn't have a past. So it's kind of like different than theirs because her past is completely erased. And also they can discuss their past. Columbus talks about him, um, about him being in jail. And so they can talk about their past. This chick can't talk about anything because who is she? I I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you. I just think though that there was a lack of loyalty that, 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 really upset me but you know I thought Harrison had a great line the his the exchange between Harrison and Huck because when Harrison was like I'm not going back to prison and Huck looked at him like are you kidding me you were in prison for like three days or was it three days or three hours and he literally was like I don't care I'm not going back to prison so I thought that was just funny because it showed that at the end of the day like this is really serious for them like actually cleaning a crime scene which they discussed and decided that they're going to wipe away all trace and not something that they could all go to prison for and even potentially Olivia Pope couldn't help them. I thought that was serious. Speaking of cleaning, why don't we uh, plug into where you could stuff at. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Well, you know what's funny? I've been talking to several gladiators online and, you know, several of you have asked, like, oh my God, what are we going to do now that Scandal's over? I'll get to some of that later on in in our recap show, but one of the things that I know that I'm going to do is I'm actually going to buy Judy Smith's book. It is called Good Self, Bad Self. And for those of you who don't know, Judy Smith is in fact the real Olivia Pope. Um, She's the entire reason that we have a show called Scandal. Um, And I'm definitely going to read the book because because it basically breaks down how you can fix things in your lives, whether or not it's personal or professional. And the way that I'm going to go buy the book is I'm going to go to AfterBuzzTV.com and we have our own Amazon banner. So when you go to AfterBuzzTV.com, you just click on the Amazon banner and it takes you to the Amazon that you already know and love. And then you can go buy whatever you want, whether or not it's cleaning supplies, a clean crime scenes. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> or if you want to buy Judy Smith's book, um, again, you just go to AfterBuzzTV.com and then you click on the Amazon buyer the Amazon banner and you just buy away and Amazon says a little thank you so that we can continue to talk scandal and all the other fabulous shows that we talk about here at After Buzz TV. So I will be purchasing that book as well through Amazon, but my face is a little weird because I this scene really pissed me off because it goes back to Quinn. I'm sorry. 
it, I understand Gladiator in pajamas. Yes, she was in shock. And yes, if I found yeah, because they just said, "Bam, she's not a chicken head." <laughs> if I found yes, her on is. the floor, if I found her on the floor, or my my girl on the floor and she was dead, or my cut buddy, whatever you want to call her, if I found her on the floor, <laughs> yes, I would be upset, right? But my the, cut buddy. The issue is that's what we say in Atlanta. But the issue is the thing that that I have is even if you're in a state of shock, she was acting so naive. Like, Thank you. oh my god, oh my god, what's going on? What's going on? We're cleaning the crime scene. Move out the way. High five over, bam. Or she couldn't move, and she couldn't yeah. just stay there. They're like, we're trying to clean. And for me, what what also just bothered me, which furthermore proves that she is a bok bok. What bothered <laughs> me was that she was in this professional setting with all these with all these uh, people like Olivia and Olivia Pope and all these other strong characters, and for her to be into what she's uh, to be a part of a. Um, to be a part of this clique, to me, she completely just lost all her strong points. I mean, she was strong. She was there for a purpose. And to me, I felt like when she all of a sudden had that little breakdown, she became like this little childish image. She became this like this immature child and couldn't handle anything. And it's like, well, look at your peers. Look at who you're who you're around. But I, I think, though, ironically, I agree with you guys 100 percent. But I think that her naivete and her childlike nature is going to play out in season mm-hmm. two because, you know, and again, I'm mushing so many different ideas from various gladiators that I've talked to, from things that we've talked about, but presumably she's prob- probably in witness protection for some reason, and I don't think that it's something that that sh- she wasn't the person who aggressively did something. I think she witnessed something, and so I think that adds to her naivete, and that adds to her shock, and that's why I think that even though anyone would be in a state of shock walking in and finding their boyfriend with scissors stuck in their neck. I think it triggered something else for her. And that's why she were, went where she went. But later on, I think she redeems herself. She did. Just but a little bit. I think call, later on, she redeems herself. But you called Olivia Pope for help. You called her for help. They're trying to help you. But that's exactly why you call Olivia Pope. Because you know enough to call Olivia, even if you know that your mental capacity may not be able to keep you so, astute. So if she's trying to help you, why are you freaking out that they're trying to cover think, your butt up? I think she really is in shock. That's mm. when I think it's legitimate. Like, think about it. I mean, they literally tell her not to move you know it's it's hard not to move in that situation then they tell her to take off her clothes not only do they tell her to take off her clothes then she has to put on Gideon her dead boyfriend's clothes and then Harrison basically is like don't worry we're not looking you're the client like that's really like that's a raw emotional state that you're in and then he's literally wiping the blood off of her as they as she watches this well-orchestrated you know, attempt to really clean the crime scene. And I think it closes with her then saying, like, we can't leave him here. He'll be alone. Like, I think that was a really heartfelt moment. I mean, her boyfriend or whoever he is, she literally felt someone's life leave physically in her hands. I think she's legitimately in a state of shock. Yeah. Nah. I think she's legitimately in a state of shock. I mean, I guess we'll have to, I'll have to watch it again. I've watched it like three times, too. I'll watch it again and maybe it will grow on me for the fourth time. But right now, I, have no, I have no sympathy. Okay. Um, but the okay. last thing they did, too, after she said they can't leave him alone, um, someone said they need to get his cell phone and they call it. And then, you know, Harrison's like, I'm Abby not grabbing that. I know, G. she is a true G. I love her I so love much. That, yeah. Because she's like, you know, I don't have time for this. We have to get out of here in like less than eight minutes. Let's get it and go. Like, I totally agree. And she just went in his pocket and grabbed it and held it up and they left. It was great. Yeah. It was so a great then end of the scene. We went back to the White House and Billy delivered <sighs> something to the vice president. And Billy tells the vice president to mention him in her prayers. And he says, we are blessed to be doing what we're doing. And I'm like, stop, stop with all this crap. Like, But I think there's an important part of that line is that literally what he says is, Madam President. Mm. Yeah, that was that that was like bells just went off ding 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 absolutely yeah you already knew something was about to go down and even she did like her facial expression she looked (laughs) she looked at him in a way that she was like wait a minute he deliberately called me madam president yeah yeah i mean (sighs) i don't know yeah okay so then we go then we you know fast forward to olivia's office and they're basically talking and they're trying to figure things out um, you know, and then Abby, go ahead. Emil. I was going to say that that was really good because they were trying to figure out um, what was going on. And then Olivia says, you know, we know that uh, we need to figure out who sent Amanda Tanner in to sleep with the president. Like Abby's like, how do we know that? And then she's like, you know, that's not important. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't need to talk about that. Um, and then, you know, Quinn is trying to help. Quinn's trying to help. She's still trying to help. Yeah. And, you know, they're like Quinn's like um, still insisting on helping. They say, you know, let us do our job. 
and then we flash to the news conference about the shooting in mm. Georgia. And I have on my notes. Um, well, first the um, the guy was talking about the shooting, and I said Billy pulls a Kanye because he basically says, "I'm going to let you finish, but let me go ahead and say what I have to say." I didn't. That would have never happened. Why not? He was the he's a VP chief of staff. If he wants to talk, he can talk. And I I totally agree with Emil. But go ahead. I don't. Bam. I don't think. Um, I just something I just felt he should have been tackled. Well, okay, okay, and we'll get to that. But but okay, this is the thing: is Billy is gangsta. Yeah. Like he he, I think his character, like he's literally fanatical, and that's his entire actions because it's almost like he was standing in the back, and a calmness came over him, and he obviously touched one of the reporters that he obviously has, you know, some semblance of a relationship with, being you know the chief of staff or the vice president, and and he basically was like, yeah, you're gonna want to get all of this, like so basically like what's about to happen, pay attention. The way that he then you know leans into Marv or Merv and basically is like, oh, I apologize, your day's about to get a lot. Mm-hmm longer and the way that he just steps up this is basically the moment he's been waiting for all All season he's been let alone you know from the minute they lost the presidential race and had to secede to being the vice president this is what he has been waiting for and this was his moment that's one of the things i admire about him because he's so passionate about his cause and he really in his mind really wants to see his values and his beliefs um be affected in society and that's going to happen with the vice president if she gets be, if she gets to become president because obviously the president will have to resign and you know it's really good when people are passionate about something just like all of our gladiators are passionate about scandal and each week you guys go to iTunes you go to YouTube and you leave your comments and ratings I want to highlight the YouTube video this week first because we had like over 1200 views so far in a week 45 likes <laughs> Like 27 comments. And then we've been in the top 10 again on iTunes all week. We're in the new and noteworthy still. So, guys, you're doing a great job. Please continue to share, like, comment. You know, we're not going to be around for um, this show until next season. But you can still check out other AfterBuzz TV shows. And you can rate, comment, those, share. Because I'm sure you don't only watch Scandal. If you do, I mean, obviously it's a great show. So I don't The best show in the entire it. universe. <laughs> and just also just want to give a shout out to all of the Scandal fans on uh, Twitter. We have the uh, Love Scandal ABC. We have the Club USA. We have the other word that I can't say. F yes Scandal. Yes, yes Scandal. scandal. Twitter so handle is you guys awesome. Yeah, so. and everyone that we didn't mention because sometimes we just can't remember everyone. So a a plus to all gladiators everywhere. Yeah, and I'll highlight some people who are live tweeting now. Baby Cake Brianna, um, Love Scandal ABC, Allen Girl Kiba. Um, we have some other people, but we got to get okay. back. So we so let's get into it. Yeah. So this is a thing. I thought this scene was absolutely brilliant. So he gets up. He is obviously on his pulpit, and he has it well crafted. And he basically admits that he had an affair with Amanda Tanner, that he found out she was pregnant. Because she f- he found out she was pregnant, being the God-fearing Christian that he is, he intended to marry her. But basically, then he, sadly, when she committed suicide, found this audio tape of her and the president having sex. He then explicitly states that the president abused his authority and his power and his privilege to take advantage of her in a sexual manner. He just, he set it up so brilliantly and basically then was so calm. And, and you know, they were asked, asking him more questions and asked if he's spoken, you know, to Amanda Tanner's family. And he goes, oh, but my, the family is in my prayers. Like, it was so brilliant. And then for me, when I saw Cyrus running, running down, down that hallway, yes. I mean, boy, he wanted to kick some ass. Mm-hmm. That is my boy right there. I completely agree. Like, I literally, when he actually stopped and didn't immediately run up and tackle him, I don't care if that wouldn't have been realistic. Like, I wanted to happen and I would have thrown my hands up and been like yes because that's what needed to happen and that's why he was looking at everyone like what the hell is going on like get him off right now is this the scene that was released on Hollywood Reporter earlier this week it was the scene I didn't didn't watch the sneak peek because I wanted to be surprised okay this is the sneak peek this is exactly the sneak peek and I thought it was brilliant I thought it was brilliant for so many reasons because I think that it brings the culmination of the entire season that this was the conspiracy to set up the president that Billy was like regardless of the fact that he just killed Gideon, he needs to fulfill his goal of getting Sally Langston to be the president of the United States of America, just, number one, and taking down President Fitz, President Grant, number two. It just was so upsetting because he's so confident in himself and he was like, he prays long and hard. He said, the Bible says the false witness shall not go unpunished and he pours out lies shall perish. I was like, <sighs> but I mean, like I said, he's really confident and he's really 
certain that his plan is going to work regardless of his actions. And we go to um, later on, Olivia and associates are still in the office trying to figure out what's going on. And finally, Quinn helps. She's like, guys, it's on the news. Guys, he's on the news. He's on the news. <laughs> but I think just even a little bit before that, even a little bit before that, and I could be getting things a little bit out of, out of order. Again, I'm actually upset with the associates of how they're not backing Quinn. Right. And I think that it was only it was only Huck. Huck was like, we don't need to know everything. As long as Olivia knows everything, that's good enough for me. And yeah. I could be taking things a little bit out of sequence. Well, but I, again, I think it just shows no, his, right. his, his devotion to her, which the others don't have. I think he really not only is a gladiator, he's her gladiator. Well, I mean, again, and we'll always disagree on this Mm -hmm. one, but they feel a certain way just because of they feel kind of bamboozled right after just a couple weeks ago when they had this whole bond together. They kind of all feel bamboozled because they were thinking she's who she is. And now they're like, what? But maybe but maybe they're Olivia as well as Quinn. They're withholding information because it could put them in danger. Like that's also a, a very not, given what the nature of what they do. That's possible too. I don't, but I don't think they're thinking in that sense. I agree, and I think that's a problem. I think they're still thinking on emotion, and they're not being who they normally are. Is like treat her like a client and move on. Yeah. Like and I know that sounds cold, but that is the only way that Olivia Pope has gotten to where she's she has gotten is by being Olivia Pope, not live and not living. Yeah. Well, after that, what do we have? Oh, I really liked how we saw Melly was giving a tour of the White House when she hears the news. Yeah. Because her face was like, wait, what? Like, uh, But she still, I think for a first lady, she still kind of kept it together, though. Because she's cold and she knows that she's going to somehow fix it. Yeah. And either way, she's going to end up on top. So... I mean, she wasn't really worried about that. I mean, she, obviously, she was worried a little bit, but she was going to figure out some type of plan, which we see later on, to make sure that she doesn't end up going down without a fight. No, I agree. And then and then I think the way that they switch the scene and that they have Olivia walking through security and her interaction with the security guard, I think, was perfect because, you know, it reaffirmed that everyone knows that Olivia is the person who comes in to fix something. Yeah. And I think the fact that he re- literally said, he goes, you know, and Olivia even stated, like, I may not be able to fix this one. And he goes, no, like, make it happen. And he basically says, like, in all the years that he's worked at the White House, this is the only president that has ever asked about his wife and kids. Yeah. And I think that, again, it's kind of one of those those moments where we're reminded that this is a different type of president. This is a president of the people and that regardless of, you know, political affiliation, <laughs> people really think of him as a normal guy. And that's part of the reason that they like him as a leader. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was just like that was a pivotal scene and it was necessary for the lat- almost the ending scene. Yeah. And even before she um while we saw Olivia going to the White House, we saw Melly and the president arguing, too. And she's telling the president to lie. And he basically said, I can't be you, Melly. And then she says, fine, you know, if you don't want to save yourself, you know, you're on your own. And I think in that moment, I was conflicted because I actually kind of was like, yo, buck up, dude. Seriously. Like, stop being such a little 12-year-old. Like, no, get over yourself. Like, you kind of are like, oh, poor me. I don't love my wife. She's so cold. I can't be with the woman that I love. It's like, I get it. Like, I I was there in terms of emotion, but it's like... You're the president. You're the president of the United States of America. It's beyond you as just a a dude. Yeah, you got to think about... I get that. I, I do I do get that, but I I think he felt that he's been caught up in so many lies, and so it was just kind of like piling up. And I think he felt uh, a moment where he's like, you know what? There's no way I'm going to be able to get out of this. I mean, look at in 2012, you know, everything come the truth always comes, you know, to the light. So I think he felt like, okay, wow, my back is completely up against the wall. F it, let's just tell the truth. I'm not lying anymore. So I can I can understand that totally. Well, Olivia comes into the White House and she sees Cyrus and she goes up to him. And then basically they say, you know, we need to get this ish solved, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. And I started clapping. I was like, yay, Cyrus and Liv are back together. I agree. Which I regret now. Like, but yeah. um, <laughs> the president tells everyone to leave the room because he has all these people who are assisting mm-hmm. him trying to solve the crisis, mm-hmm. except Olivia and Cyrus. And then he tells them, you know, Melly's taking the kids to Santa Barbara. And Olivia basically says, you know, you need to go down to Georgia, keep business as usual, act mm-hmm. like everything is normal. Cyrus is like, no, 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 no. He needs to, you know, handle the situation. She's like, no, because if he remains normal, it makes it seem like he's focused on the country, which is what he's not focused on. But he needs to focus on. Um, and then Billy is going around doing interviews, <laughs> like getting all this press, trying to get details from the president. And then um, 
all the interviewers like the president goes down to Georgia and the interviewers are like trying to get the details and the president's like you know thank God no kids were harmed in this accident or whatever so that was good on his part that was what that's what a president does right. he was back he you don't back, focus yeah. on Olivia. Olivia, like, I understand you want your little booty call on the side, but you can't focus on that when America's looking to you. Like, you're the leader of the free world. Like, you don't have time for this. I agree, as well as the fact that I think that she really is the ultimate gladiator because I think that was a great art of war tactic. Mm-hmm. From the same point that the fact that Billy in his interviews kept saying, basically, he was goading them to make a response, and that's exactly what she didn't do. Yeah. So she, she allowed time to basically figure out her next countermeasure and it gave them leverage, which I think was brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was brilliant, yeah. Um, and and then, then Fitz and the vice president. Dude, she is... I need a better word than gangster. She is just calculated, cold. She is amazing. She literally, you know what it is? She's almost like like a villain in like a video game. Yeah. No, seriously, right? Because she's that cold and badass. Like you can literally like imagine her taking out a gun. And you know, I definitely love video games. I'm not that much of a fan of the shooting video games. I'm actually more of a driver. Um, I love all of those. No, I am. I love the driving video games. Need I get to go speed. like totally like 120 miles an hour drive on the sidewalk. But, you know, one of the amazing things that we have um, here at After Buzz TV is I don't know if all of you guys are aware of Gamefly, but Gamefly is actually a lot like Netflix, but for videos, for video games. So, you know, if you normally go to Netflix for TV or for movies, you can now go to Gamefly.com and you basically, you know, can have an unlimited subscription to video games. But, you know, and they have just like, I don't even know the number i'm just gonna say a zillion because they have so many video games but one of the amazing things that they've done for us is if you go to gamefly.com backslash after buzz you can actually get a 15 day free trial so hello who doesn't love free so whatever video games you're into whether or not they're you know i know they even have like reality tv video games now or driving video games or shooting video games or whatever it is you're into you know definitely check them out gamefly.com backslash after buzz tv or after yeah after buzz tv and you get a 15 day free trial you know csi know has those games i think they should do a scandal video game. oh a scandal video game would be we could play it right here while we're talking about the show (laughs) oh my god that could help us get that that could help us get to season two so if any video game people are listening make it happen seriously um but i like what the vice president said she said she wants to have nothing to do with it, and she will keep them both in her prayers and remain a humble servant to God and her president in that order. I was like, you go ahead, VP. It was brilliant. And as she walked away, she smiled. Smile. Like, yeah. I got you. Like, it's, it's my time to oh, shine stop. now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Marissa, no, you're on one today. Um, yeah, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. And I think that it it just showed it showed that they've never, ever gotten along, and they've never, other. ever been on the same team. And she basically is like, yeah, you got yours. Like... I'm going to keep it moving. Like, I'm not helping you. I'm going to keep it moving. I'm going to watch you go down. Yeah. Yeah. It was and brilliant. then we go back to the office and, you know, they're still debating about if they want to help Quinn or not. And Abby says that they don't want to break the law for a no-name girl, Quinn. Mm-hmm. They don't even know her real name <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> and that's when Huck said, you know, Olivia hired her. Olivia yeah. knows who she is and that's worth protecting because Huck is the true gladiator, like yeah. you said. Um, so then David approaches Olivia Pope and Associates and he's questioning them about the crime scene. I thought that was a really cool yeah. scene. <laughs> what You remember how we thought he was like horny and like your storyline? He was good. I, to, this yeah. episode was good. I like he's it. His character has been building up Mm -hmm. and so we're really starting to kind of see who and what he's about because the way he the way he did the way he came in he was like okay well you know what we know you did this 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 oh and the telephone and then he called oh my goodness when he goes he goes you need to turn off the ringer when you steal a phone he's like come on guys amateurs no see that's exactly what he was saying no it was brilliant and then he basically was like oh i'll like obviously since you guys didn't do your job i can just call quinn too you know, and she steps out, and Stephen basically tells her to give Harrison a dollar. dollar. He asked why, that was great. I like that. right? Yeah, yeah. He, and he was like, "He's now your lawyer. Don't say anything." And then she goes to Harrison, "No fingerprints," and Harrison says, "No fingerprints." So again, she's not a bok bok. She obviously knows because she makes it clear she knows that the fingerprints are the things that could get her into trouble. You know, so I, I thought it was great. But she didn't remember that later on. Hello. Oh my goodness, she's hungry, y'all. She's Let's a keep head. it moving. No, right. she's not. All right, all right, all right. Let it go. Okay. 
Um, so then we go to Olivia approaching Billy in the bathroom. And obviously she went there to confront him because she doesn't go to the men's room unless there's something we don't know about. Um, <laughs> but we know that she went there to approach Billy. He's still being the cocky guy he is. And Olivia calls Billy a murderer because he is. And, you know, he says, I didn't think I would get away with it and all this stuff. But some angel cleaned up the crime scene. And I was like, God, dude. Like, Were you shocked that conversation happened in the bathroom? I, I no, was kind of I was I wasn't shocked. at all. I wasn't I was, at all. Be- Go ahead. I was. I mean, he he just blabbed every. He confessed. He confessed she, the whole she thing. Should not have recorded that. And but then- the difference, no, because at the end of the day, I think, and this is the problem: is they know each other very well. Mm-hmm. They are actually very similar. They just actually happen to play on different teams. Okay. I think he thought he played on the honorable team, and she wasn't. And we've now come to realize it's actually the opposite. So I think that you know, when he made some phone calls, he knows exactly. He knows exactly what happened. He knows exactly who cleaned it up. So yeah. also in so much as if. If he had admitted admitted something, they would have had to have well crafted it in such a way so that because then Olivia would have had to have gone down too. In order for him to go down, oh, I see admitting it, yeah. she would have to go down as well. So that's why he was like, "Oh, an angel." He literally was saying, "Thank you." Because she tampered with the evidence. She tampered she, with the evidence. Yeah. He knows who did it. There's no one else but in that situation with like, the power to do that. I like how his value still came through because he said, "I made oh, a mistake completely. and I'm going to be judged for it." But you know, I'm doing it for the right reasons because he's focused on making sure the president or the vice president becomes the president. He says. By the time I'm in jail, Sally Langston will be president. And, you know, that's going to be great for all of us. So, mm-hmm. But let's back up. He also says, and this is the only thing, because I have a lot of, like, quote-unquote questions. But he also said, you know, he took advantage of that girl. Mm-hmm. He took advantage of you. Mm-hmm. He took advantage of the country. The way he said yeah. you, I was like, oh, my God, does he know? I, I said the I literally same was thing. like, wait a minute. I go, no, 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 no. We're on he the knows. exact same page because how did he find out? Like, how did he know? Because he didn't just say, like, he, she took advantage of the girl, of all of us, of the country. He specifically says he took advantage of the girl, pointed at Olivia, and goes, you, yeah. and then say to the country. Mm-hmm. How did he know? How did he know? Right? So, okay. See, that's why. Yes, yes. I know page. I'm, like, getting so scared. I'm like, oh, my God, are we going to be able to cover everything in the I next know, 20 minutes? seriously. Okay, so, uh, uh, let's see. In my notes, in my notes, in my notes. Okay. Quinn and Harrison are in David's office, and they're trying to avoid all the questions. And that was key. He's like, you don't have to answer that. What's your name? You don't have to answer that. What's this? You don't have to answer that. So that was like a true litigator. Loved it, Harrison. Loved it. And then Olivia came into David's office and then she said something. And then um, Harrison basically says, you don't have to answer that. (laughs) And she's like, yes, I do. Like, Mm -hmm. I have to tell him what's going on. And so she basically recaps everything that's happened. And, you know, David's like, you know, God, did that really just happen? Like all of that just happened in the past couple of days. And then Olivia tells David, you know, after she tells him everything, put on your white hat and get justice for Amanda Tanner and Gideon Wallace. And he says, no. Nope. Like, I'm not going to break the law. I understand we're friends. I love the dynamics of their relationship. Yeah. It's, I mean, she basically confessed and told him everything. And he's not going to break the law, but then he's not going to say anything. I agree. I agree. Because I think also, too, and this is where she went wrong, and I think he even says this, he basically was like, if you had left me a shred of evidence, evidence yeah. and hadn't tampered with the crime scene, we could be fighting the same fight. But, but again, he no, we couldn't because then again, she's trying to protect Quinn. But again, but I think she's, this is what he's trying to say on some levels. You can't have it both ways. And I think that's why also, too, their relationship works she's so Olivia well. She's Olivia Pope. Because, she can have it any way she well, wants. to have well, it. Well, and we realize that's the truth. Yeah. And no, and we realize that's the truth. But I think it was... It, it was it, I always a cold heart. <laughs> I have a cold heart. Sorry, people. Um, cold... Um, tangent. Anywho, um, I think that it was necessary because it was the first time that she was truly being honest with him. And he then also had to be honest with her. And I think it gave him the opportunity to stand his ground so that there was a slight power difference in terms of now that they were coming to each other like equals. Wherein later on, I think he proves himself to be the ultimate wearer of the white hat. I mm-hmm. thought it was pivotal and I thought it was it was necessary. But he, he couldn't, at that given moment, he had to act the way that he did. Yeah. Well, he had to. Okay, so we go back to the White House then after basically David says he can't help Olivia in that aspect. We go back to the White House and Olivia's talking to the president and and Cyrus and she says, you know, I'm going to say that to me on the tape. And that's what we saw from the previous. They tricked us because I thought Olivia was really going to go in and be like, I'm the slut. I'm the one who's been oh, doing all no, this. Oh, I didn't think that now. I thought I that did. from the way they, from the way did. The, I did. The way they did, did the trailer so. last week, I the did. preview, it kind of looked that way. Because... I did, and the reason I did was in the last episodes, the way it's been building up, like you realize that this isn't, yes, he's married, 
But this isn't simply like some tawdry affair. Like they're actually in love. Like they're soulmates. Like in another lifetime, you know, they were husband and wife and they were together and it was amazing. And I think that she realized the way that, you know, in the last episode that she said bye to him. I think she realized like it's there's over. This, it's over. Yeah. And there's also a certain semblance of who she is that's over. And I think that for Olivia Pope, the two are tied together. So if it means she has to lay on her sword, then that's what she has to do. I totally thought it was going to be Olivia. Well, this thing was so great, too, because then the president <laughs> says that he will resign. And Cyrus freaks out. Early in the episode, Cyrus's uh, husband, James, James uh-huh. he was saying he wanted a baby, <laughs> a big, fat, juicy baby. And so instead of Cyrus, you know, expressing his great. discontent with the president resigning, he was like, I can't, I can't. I can't adopt a baby. And he just walks out. And you know what's funny? That was like one of the first times like I actually felt for Cyrus. Yeah. Like, because you could tell like this is his life. Like his legacy is making sure that this president is the president of the United States of America. And he and said it too. He doesn't want to be normal. He doesn't want to be normal. He doesn't want to be normal. And again, flashing back, and, and this is even, partly and me and partly an article that I read on Shonda Rhimes <laughs> that, um, so it's not all me, I'm not this brilliant. Um, but it really, <laughs> um, you know, it showcases, you know, remember when Cy said to the president what would happen if he would resign? Mm-hmm. Eventually he'd shoot himself in the head. Right. So he really does care about him and doesn't want that to happen. So that's why he's trying to say like, yeah, whatever, we can't be normal. Yeah, it was, it was brilliant. So then Cyrus leaves the room, and mm. this is when we have a scene. I want to know. I found it because uh, Love Scandal ABC had it on that fan video she did, the same song that they Yeah, did. oh my God. She Hopefully she'll text in right now. But basically, you know, Olivia goes, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And Fitz was like, I'm not. Yeah. Like, I think that there was a there was a calmness that came over him. And then I totally agree with Emil. The music was just so... Like, it. this show has the ability to change my emotion in an instant without leaving a residue of the emotion from the scene before. Did they start using that music? Was that just on last episode? Has that been throughout the whole season? I can't remember. I feel I'm like not that good. it happened so yeah. much during last episode, though. That's what kept resonating with me that every time actually, they played the music. Yeah, I think you're actually, you could be spot on. Because when it came on, I was like, on. oh God, oh God, oh Right. Uh. And no, it was perfect because they basically set it up and he basically was like, I'm not sorry. He's like, you know, a man who isn't president has options. A man who isn't president can divorce his wife. A man who isn't president can live the life he's always wanted to live with the woman, woman that he, he loves. loves. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they step onto the seal in the Oval Office. Okay, let's talk about this. The kiss? Because he, yes, he just said, I don't care anymore. She said, the cameras. And and again, that goes back to what I was saying earlier about how he's tired of living a sly. He wants to just be with the lady, the woman that he loves. Well, this is going into predictions, but so... How do I? Okay, we're gonna have to save it for that. I can't but say it's no. not just it's it's not just the lies. I think that he, the burden of being the president is weighing on him, and he Heavy, basically yeah. is giving up. And yeah. and at that moment, I felt for him in terms of from a, a emotional relationship perspective. But I was like, no, dude, like this is what you signed up for. Like it is true. Some of the things that Cyrus says about him being immature and naive, like step up to the plate. You're the president of the United States of America. Like put on a heavier armor and keep it moving. And what's Sorry, re- dude. And what's really interesting is. You have the guy who's playing the whole lovey dovey person, and Olivia is—he's playing more. I don't—is that? No, I mean, no. You can say it. He's Olivia is playing like the tough, the tough guy, and he's playing like the romantic, hopelessly loved girl, and he's she's like. Well, he has been a tough guy act for America the whole time, so I, maybe this is his time to express himself. But yeah. I think also too, and maybe it's because I'm a girl and I have a cold heart. But I think that men and women are equally as emotional I think the only difference is is that you know being the president and being who he is I think that he's always gotten things easily right, right? so he basically just lives his life yeah. do you know what I mean so if he loves a girl he loves a girl and he's going to tell her the difference is with Olivia Pope is Olivia is very pragmatic she's very strategic all the decisions she makes are strategic this is the one time where she doesn't make strategic decisions is with the fact that she had an affair with a married man, which is very unlike her character. But at the end of the day, that mantra for her of always making sure that she is fixing things, that's Mm -hmm. what makes her stop. Because you know with every ounce of her being, I mean, when they actually kiss. Okay, well, I can't wait to the end to say this because it's bothering me. So if they kissed on camera, do you think it's going to come back to hunt them in the future? I do not know this for a fact, 
because I'm my memory in terms of history is not that good. But if I remember correctly, they don't run those tapes like in real time. Mm-hmm. When it's it's more, it's kind of like I don't know what it's called. It's not like the Secrecy Act, but like in twenty or forty years, uh, they go into archives, and then in twenty or forty years, you then can watch them. It's like all the Nixon papers and all the Nixon tapes. Like you know how that's why yeah. there's a lot of things about Kennedy that and Nixon sense. that are now coming out. So it won't come out now. Yeah. It will come out in real time. However. We don't know what the show's going to do because right. we don't know who's watching. But just, you know, a little bit of real factoid in there. I think that, you know, yeah. it goes into archives. not like someone's actually watching it right but, now. But, you know, even even if they didn't kiss, just the closeness that they had would have been a dead giveaway. Yeah. Well, we still have so much more right, to discuss. Okay. And well, we gotta we're going to go to commercial. Yeah. So we're going to try to get through a page. After the commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we hey really do need John to like... Ford here. I've got my Mad Men with me. Kevin Undergaro. Phil Svitek. For all you fans of Mad Men, we're your AfterBuzz TV hosts of Mad Men. Every Sunday right after the show, 9.30, we're breaking down the episode. And you can also check us out on iTunes and YouTube the following morning. We're going to get into the imagery, the symbolism, the structure. We give you all the information on Mad Men that the other podcasts out there don't. Very insightful. You're going to love it. Check us out. Hello, everybody. We are the LA Complex crew, and we are here with Andre Fuller from the LA Complex, who plays Caldrick King. And you can catch LA Complex every Tuesday night on the CW at 9 o'clock. After that, come to our AfterBuzz TV show, where we do a recap of the LA Complex. We talk about Raquel, we talk about sex tapes, we talk about, you know, relationships. And you can catch us live at 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, AfterBuzzTV.com. If you can't catch us live, go ahead and swing over to YouTube the next day. You can rate, you can comment, watch us, iTunes, same thing, download, rate, comment. And we would love to hear your feedback, and we love to support, guys. So please, please, please support us and support the LA Complex. Buzz you later. guys, this is the AfterBuzz TV crew for The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Woo! Don't forget to tune in every Monday night at 8 p.m. to see... Adrian Vero, Deanna Vaughn. Susan Hahn, Giselle Ugardi. Buzz you later! After Buzz TV, what do you want to buzz about? All right, guys, we want to buzz about some more scandal. So, <laughs> so Olivia's leaving the White House and she sees Cyrus. And then Cyrus tells Olivia why the Alexander Hamilton is his favorite painting. And I think it's mainly because he identifies with his role when he was George Washington's um, vice president. And he was saying, basically, you know, I kind of feel for him because he did all the dirty work. I do all the nitty gritty work. But then he said my favorite line, I think, of the whole season for me. He said to Olivia, some men aren't meant to be happy. They're meant to be great. And then I turned to my friends. I was like, guys, I may not be meant to be happy, but I'm meant to be great. (laughs) (laughs) I totally felt that one, too. I mean, it really did hit home because... Some men aren't meant to, I mean, I don't know. I thought, I thought it was perfect, and I think it was a perfect then lead-in to then we go to Olivia Olivia's office, and Olivia looks, like, conflicted and shaken because, again, you know, Fitz has just basically laid in front of her the potential of them having a normal life and being right. together, and I think she's actually considering it, you yeah. know, and all the associates, exactly, all the associates are looking at each other, and Steven basically says, I got this, and Steven walks in, and he just, you know, it seems like he's throwing a curveball because he says to her, you know, I've been cheating on, Which on we Georgia. All knew. Right. And, you know, he basically was like, I'm going to tell her and then she's going to leave me. And he's like, But you said, you know, if I tried and failed, you know, it wouldn't be on me. But he said, It is on me. He goes, You know, I was wrong. He, like, I cheated. You know what I mean? And basically was saying, You did too. It's on me. It's on you. It's always on you. You can't do this. You can't have him. And then what does Olivia say? She says, normal is overrated. That was just really sad. No, and it's funny, though, it's because true, though. I it's so true. And, and I don't even know how they did this. And to me, Kerry Washington, I think that your acting chops are on a whole nother level. I think I read somewhere that, like, you went to India and studied this, like, amazing form of acting, which doesn't surprise me because on a spiritual level, like, I actually thought that she looked younger in that moment. Like, she looked like a child. She was that sad. And she literally kind of like a child said, she was like, you know, normal's, normal's yeah. overrated. Like... She was like, it just can't happen for me. Like some, yeah. it, it, the same thing went for her. Some people aren't meant to be happy. Like some people aren't yeah. meant to be happy. Some are meant to be great. And right. she's and one of those. She's people. one of those yeah. people. And she, you know, she gets up and she takes a deep breath and she opens the door. And instead of being Livy, you know, this young person, she, she to, steps through this door and is a powerful, amazing, dynamic, great woman. Right, Olivia Pope the Great. Mm-hmm. That's what we're gonna start calling yeah. her. Olivia Pope the Great. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, but then 
the next scene I really enjoyed too because oh wait hold on we got it we go go ahead no you go sorry because are you going to talk about how she talks about the campaign file because no, no. basically real quick before we go on then basically she said to them like you know basically dust off my campaign file on Sally Langston the VP we need oh, ammunition yeah. and then she asked for the first lady schedule but then really quickly then you know Huck approaches her mm-hmm. and basically is like you know Billy Chambers like I can take care right. of that he just says so matter of factly he's like you know if you want it's no problem and you know basically they have this interchange and she looks at him and she goes I do not want you to kill Billy Chambers and he goes okay yeah yeah she made him say she it. made him promise and say you know I promise not to kill Billy Chambers. And it's like at that moment, again, I was like, yay, I heart Huck, I heart Huck. And it's because he is her gladiator. And at the end of the day, I think that he takes care of things on a moral ground that she may not have the fortitude or the wherewithal to take care of, but that needs to be taken care of. Well, in that scene, I know she was saying, you know, you have to promise not to do it, but I thought he promised, you know, I'm not going to kill him, but I thought he was going to still, like, torture him or something. Yeah, me too. too. So that that was the angle, but I still like what he did. Um, But let's talk about Olivia coming to visit Melly. And, you know, they're arguing, and Melly says that her whole marriage is about Olivia. Like, she's just pissed off right now. And then Olivia basically wants to make a deal so that the president doesn't resign. And um, I think this was, like, a really big turning point because we saw a different side of Melly where she screams at Olivia and said, you left the president alone and vulnerable so that he could send this shiny red apple who was Amanda Tanner. To get in his pants. Yeah. She basically was like, you effed up. Like, I, you were in the perfect opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand you probably wanted our little marriage to work. We're done. I'm just here for the fame, for the, the exposure, to keep my first lady title. But you had your situation going on here. But I think at the end of the day, in that moment, even though I think Melly is a cold... She's right. They both had jobs to do. Mm-hmm. Her job as the first lady is to suck it up, to smile, and to do all the things that she has done, including allow her husband to have an affair. And right. let me say that. Allow her husband to have an affair. Because obviously, given her power dynamic, she knew it was going on and she allowed it to happen because it, it furthered her desire for him to be president and her to be first lady. Yeah. And basically, though, you know, she she then says, like, why did you F up? You F'd up. You broke his heart. And because you broke his heart, it allowed Amanda Tanner to come in. But then she has a twist. And she looks and she goes, okay, you know what? Let's deal, right? Because you know what? Again, she's a lawyer. She was first at Harvard. She goes, let's let's deal. For starters, I'm going to take my husband back. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, clearly, I'm the only one who can fix this. Yeah. She said, what did she say? She said, um, you couldn't do your job. I can do mine, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, it was, I thought it was great. And it's funny because Olivia actually looked shocked. Yeah. Like it was, and it was one of those moments where, again, I think that both her and Fitz were being a little bit naive, thinking that everyone wasn't aware of what was going on. Do you think Melly handled that particular situation? Do you think? I think she was really handled it. I thought she was. Yeah. She's she's in charge again. She's saying, you know, yeah, I bow down because she was saying, you know, Olivia, you had your place. You had your job. You didn't stick to it. Like, now it's time for me to get back in control. So, yeah. you know, you're going to listen to what I say. We're going to find a little plan that's going to work. Yeah. And we're going to get the president back to where he needs to be. Yeah. So close your legs and let's keep it moving. Exactly. Basically. And, but yeah. I agree. Yeah. I love it. So the next interesting scene was Huck. He found Charlie. And, you know, Charlie, when we first met him, was this big confident dude. Charlie has been brought back down to earth. Like, you were no longer this badass. When he walked up, he's like, I'm going, I'm going to New Mexico. I promise. I promise. Like, he was, no, he was well, scared. The thing is, he tells Charlie to kill Billy. And he says, then he will leave him alone. But Charlie tells Huck, I hope everybody caught this. He said that Billy did not hire him to kill a man. Did you catch that? No. Yes, I did. He yeah. said that. He said, Billy did not hire me for that job. He I told him that. that. And then Huck oh. says, oh, you're so honorable for, you know, still protecting him. But he said that. But you didn't. Well, because yeah. I can't say that because we got to talk about the very end. But okay, so then we'll hold yeah. that. But, okay. but remember that Emil said that. I did not. I didn't yeah. catch that. Okay. And then, you know, then he would say, if you do this, it'll be a big boost for your confidence, <laughs> which you lost. But yeah. you Because he, again, because why? Because think about it. Like, Huck's been taken off of his leash. And again, I'm not this brilliant. I was read this article that Shonda Rhimes wrote. But basically, think about it. Just like how when, you know, Liv said to Fitz that he took Cyrus off of his leash, Olivia has done the same thing with Mm -hmm. Huck. So Huck now is like in that zone and he basically is amping up on him. He's like, yeah, we'll give you. Let's talk really quick about um, about uh, Quentin Davis' office with the Chinese food. So basically what what happens, she's hungry. She's been there a long time. He offers her Chinese food and her her being the chicken head that she is, she starts eating and eating and eating because she's hungry and she's not thinking about what's happening. And so he grabs a fork and then bam, guess what? I'm going to figure out who you are, dummy. You know what I have on my notes? Dumb, dumb, dumb. 
dumb. I really have that. Dumb, yeah. dumb, dumb. Because yeah. David was so smart in questioning her. She, oh, you want some food? And she just, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so, I agree. yeah. Okay. So now we go to, um, we go to the White House where, right. um, where Melly, uh, tells yeah. Fitz, uh, the plan to save him. And I thought it was brilliant. It Absolutely was brilliant. brilliant. Because they, they came together and, you know, it was brilliant, but it was sad. And it, it really made sad. me sad because Melly said she's going to tell all of me it was on her tape. That was brilliant. But then she was like, and we have to get pregnant now. So, yeah. you know, we got to, we got to well, get gotta started. start now. Yeah. Because she, well, actually, she said, yeah, because she's lying and saying that uh, she's pregnant. So they got to basically hurry up and, and get it in really quick so right. that everything yeah. matches and I, up. And I think in, in, in reality, what she's doing on so many levels, I think she's doing on a personal level, a professional level, and an intimacy level, she is literally stepping into Olivia's old spot. Yeah. And then did you see the reaction on David's face when he was like, we got to start, we got to start now, we got to hurry up and have a baby? David was like, oh. You mean oh, Fitz, Fitz, Fitz. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, Fitz. Fitz. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and I mean, also, too, I mean, the entire time that Melly's talking to him, he's looking at Olivia. Right, he doesn't want a baby with her, that yeah. cold itch. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, because I think he didn't want any of this. Right. Like, he thought he they'd so made up his mind. He was so ready. And he thought Olivia was on his side. Right. And again, I just need to make this very clear. I think that he was also extremely hurt because really what Melly was saying is, like, you and Olivia are done. And it literally was like he was stepping into Olivia's spot because, in so much as saying, like, it's me on the tape, it's really Olivia. You know what I mean? And now we need to have another baby. So that means they literally have to be intimate with one another and bring another baby. And then when he, and and then when he grabbed her. But before that, said, before he oh. grabbed her, the thing that bothered me, too, is the first lady told the president, you know, look a little happy. We just saved your presence. I was like, oh. Yeah. And then she goes, I'm off to hair and makeup. Yeah, she's just so cold. <laughs> and then the president grabbed Olivia. Yeah. He, he asked her, you know, who are you right now? And I'm she the says, woman who got, got you elected. elected. Yeah. So go be the man that I voted for. Oh, snap! Yeah. Oh, snap. No, I mean, yeah. So then they're getting ready for the interview, and, you know, Olivia's trying to give him some notes. And then it was sad, too. The president was like, you know, I I know how to fake it with my wife. You know, you taught me well, basically. Um, It's just slowly this downfall of their relationship crumbling, and it was just really sad. But then I saw your... Your tweets about Morris, the security guard, they had another pivotal scene right before she left the White House. I'll let you talk about that. Sorry, I got confused. No, you keep talking. Okay, remember <laughs> remember when she left? After that, oh, we yeah. saw the little interview and it went great. And then Morris was outside and the, the security guard, who's Morris, he says, Miss Pope, you did it again. Uh, yeah, I don't know how exactly how you do it. Da, 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 da. Right. And so she hands him the badge. But now let's go to the vice president. And Wait, but but that was a big uh, deal, No, that though. was a big deal. Because I think that, like I said, I think Melly literally stepped in her place. And not just personally, but professionally. Melly fixed it. Right. But when she handed in her badge, though. Yeah. Is she done? I I think so. And that's what she meant in that moment. Because I think that literally Melly fixed it. If if Melly fixed it, then what's Olivia's role? Right. Olivia is no, can no longer that's have true. an intimate relationship with the president. That's obvious because we saw what that relationship has done. It almost took down basically the president of the United States of America, let alone the democracy of the free world. And who fixed it? Technically, Melly fixed it. That means theoretically she has no role. So therefore, she literally and figuratively held in her badge, yeah. gave in her badge to the security guard who basically but- just did the great monologue of how important and amazing she but is. But because of time, it's not over. She's coming back because why? What happened at the end? Well, but I saw yes. a thing too from Shonda Rhimes was saying next season's going to focus more on the past. I don't know if we're going to necessarily see that immediately next season, so we'll see. Okay, yeah. But let's okay. go to the next scene. The vice president comes to visit the president, and the president wants Sally golly. to condemn his allegations as baseless and false. But I want to do this quote right quick because mm-hmm. after their whole banter, she says, "My beliefs are not accessories I put on to win votes. So if you think you can treat me like some religious lunatic sideshow act who will drop everything she believes for a political expediency, you have grave." misjudge me and then the president's like oh I have misjudged you and you know what's funny though but Red that's pivotal like because I think the difference is he really had mm-hmm. because I think what he's about to do he he was prepared not to have to do it right. if she had come on board but at that moment he goes oh wait a minute yeah like you're totally right but at the same time he also wanted to stick it to her like oh you're so moral high ground right. bam bam and he who without sin cast the first stone. And, and he we, goes, and it was great because he goes to cast like the, the first, first rock or, yeah. stone, or stone, yeah. whatever. You know you better know it than best. I do. Yeah. And we found out, you know, that the vice president's daughter had an abortion. Yeah. Which we found out that, you know, you can have an abortion, obviously, but she had to have parental consent to have that abortion. Exactly. Right, because she wasn't old enough, yeah. Right. Right. So, so, and so she's, so again, just, you know, in the context of Sally Langston, this moral Christian high ground who keeps thinking that Fitz is like the devil. 
14 slash 13 year old having sex. That, but that always happens. The Christians and the ones who think they're high mighty, they're always the ones who have the biggest skeletons but in I, their closet. But I think that what it shows also, too, is even in terms of him, him quoting, and they quote the Bible all throughout, is that words can be used for good or for evil. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that matters is your actions. If you act like a good person, you are a good person. Yeah. You can quote whatever you want on either side, but if you walk honorably, you will be an honorable person no matter which way you fall. Well, the president's whole goal for doing that was basically so he could get the VP to talk about Billy against or talk against Billy for his sake. And so after he does that, the VP basically goes to the press and says, I can't believe he did this. He's crazy, all this stuff. And then Billy sees that. And then we see Billy going into an elevator and Charlie comes in the elevator and Billy says, what floor? And Charlie says, oh, you first. Because obviously he's going to go do his job. But then we have the scene that pissed me off because it proved that Cyrus cannot be trusted. Cyrus's partner is still talking about wanting that big, fat, juicy baby. <laughs> and then he goes inside and he's like, the reason why he said that is because somebody was at the door. And he's like, you on can't Sunday. have these right. On Sunday. And we already know that because right. Olivia came on a Sunday. Right. Yep. And so he goes inside and then Charlie shows up at Cyrus's house. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. Why is Charlie there? And then and he knew it was from his voice, so it's mm-hmm. not even like oh, go ahead. So so then I put that proves I was right the whole time not to trust Cyrus. Cyrus was responsible for Amanda's death, and I have WTF, WTF, WTF. Same, and I literally was like, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, because it goes back to that earlier episode where he was like, oh, how sad. Right. He didn't even flinch. No, 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 like, he, no, no he said. How sad. <laughs> no, exactly. Because he didn't even pause and go, how, why, where, how did they find her? Not, he was like, okay, it's all good. Like, keep sad. moving. But yeah, Completely. so basically, Charlie was asking for money in advance because he has to go away. Yeah, because he really does have to go away. Yeah. He's scared of hug, right. rightfully so. So he needs the money to be wired, but then they left that. That was a one cliffhanger that left. Oh. And I'm like, what? And then we go to David, and he comes into Olivia Pope and Associates, and he ran Quinn's Prince, and he's like, you know, I'm breaking the law bringing her in here because people will be all over her if they knew if she was. And I have my last final note, who is Quinn. So those are two big cliffhangers but that yeah, we're left with. Yeah, because Olivia the Olivia says, Do you wanna um uh, do you wanna tell them who you are or should I? Right. And bam, that was the end of it. Well, let's go to news quickly and then we'll do predictions. After Buzz TV News. Do we have news? So the news guys is like I said, this is our last episode. We didn't get Columbus short. We almost had Tony Goldwyn on the show. Yeah. But um, we still have a whole nother season to try to get Woo! some people on. So, And it's the same time slot, same, same Thursday time slot. You guys actually only have to wait until fall. You don't need to wait until next April. So right. that's amazing. Just like, you know, like 16 weeks. Not right. that long. It's not that long, guys. <laughs> but um, like I said earlier, like you guys did great this week with keeping us in the top 10 and, you know, rating, sharing, subscribing. And, and the I ratings think- for the finale went up, I think... 13%, maybe even yeah. higher than that. It was ridiculous. Yeah, the numbers were like 7.35 or something like that, and it was um, uh, 2. Point, what was it? It I've, was 2.64. I've been working, I'm not, so I yeah, didn't no, get the, a chance the, to the do numbers were great. Basically, great. the long and short of it is, Gladiators, you rule, you rocked it, you used your remote as your sword, ratings were up, that's why there's Scandal Season 2. Scandal Season 2 will be coming back Thursday, same time slot, and it will be coming back in the fall. In the fall. And, I, yeah, and the only thing I uh, want to know, though, from anyone who knows Shonda Rhimes, I want to know if it's going to be a full order of 23 episodes. I really hope so. Well, that's probably up in the air, so what, what they'll do is they'll probably order like 13, and then you guys have to just oh, a continue. Back order. You have to continue watching and watching these type of shows. It's you know they just keep ordering, ordering, and ordering until they feel like it's sufficient enough, and then they'll just order the full twenty-two, twenty-four. Well, I believe in you, Gladiators. It's yeah. going to be a full twenty-three. Mm-hmm. So predictions. Well, before we go to predictions, okay. we just have to quickly say thank you so much, guys. Like seriously, thank you guys so much because our show started. We weren't that popular. Scandal wasn't that popular, but Gladiators just kept supporting, supporting, supporting. And without you guys, we would not be where we are today. And honestly, really thank you. We were all new hosts and this was all our first show mm-hmm. and I, I mean I'm completely overwhelmed I'm just overwhelmed with Me all too. the support that Me you too. guys have um, have given us so and we truly want to thank you I, I gotta say you guys are killing it thank you, right. Right. Thank, you. thank you and I have a quick this is actually a prediction and I'm gonna tweet this to everyone okay this is gladiator math I know that we're all sad that, that you know scandal is over but again there, it's back in the fall so it's about 16 weeks right so the first 7 weeks rewatch scandal the next six weeks, we watch you it rewatch again. after. No, you oh. rewatch us talking about Scandal. Oh. And then the last couple weeks, you read the book so that you find out how to be a real Olivia Pope. And then we're back. See, that's, that's a true it. gladiator right there. She right. knows what to do. So again, but and I'll tweet you and keep tweeting us. We'll keep talking yes. and keep watching. Tweet us. Please uh, post all your comments on YouTube and iTunes and just continue your support. Absolutely. Well, let's go to predictions. I predict that... Wow. 
You're out. Like, I don't know, because I'm afraid when she's going to cut off. So I'm just like... <laughs> Okay, so my prediction is that um, uh, Quinn is had like saw something, like something like pivotal to the to the free world, like um, like she saw someone do something that's pivotal to the free world. That if basically they found her and she told, it would like topple the democracy. That's the only thing. But she didn't like shoot anybody because that's she can't because yeah. she's not that tough. Yeah. My prediction for Quinn is I do believe that it's going to be something, you know, exactly crazy, but I think that even on the uh on the uh episode uh for season 2, we're not exactly going to find out who she is cuz I don't think it's going to be that easy. So, when we come back in the fall, we're not going to immediately find out exactly who she is. It's going to be this nice big long drawn out thing of how she became. If they're going to do the backstory like Shonda said, they're going to backstory into this whole thing with Quinn because she started off it was all about her. The very first episode of the pilot it was about her and how she came into this whole thing so i think her story is going to be uh, going to be big next next year well instead of prediction i have a question that i want answered so if billy did not kill amanda tanner and gideon was just going to reveal that he slept with the press or slept with the man and got her pregnant then why was he so concerned because gideon knew that he was actually the father of the child mm-hmm. and no one would believe that he could be the father of the child and not potentially have killed her uh, and what about what about cyrus cyrus cyrus, uh, cyrus is is gully he is ridiculous but I mean at the end of the day he got his goal which is the president to step up and be the president of the United States of America I think predictions also too Olivia the first couple episodes is not going to be Olivia I could even say that she potentially could take a break not necessarily from Olivia Pope and Associates but definitely from the presidency because on some levels the president's not going to need her because now he's being presidential things have been fixed and he's going to need to focus on this whole Quinn storyline yeah yeah. Well, guys, as you can tell, probably throughout the episode, I really am sad. This is my crew here, and um, this is our last Scandal After Show for the season because it is renewed. But for the last time for this season, Sophia, tell us where we can find you. Sophia Stanley, you can follow me on Twitter. I love Twitter now. You want to know why? I love Twitter because of you, Gladiator. So keep tweeting me. Follow me, Sophia Stanley. Sophia F for fanatical about Scandal. And you can follow me, Bam Erickson, on Twitter and Facebook. And I hope that in the fall I have 2,000 followers. <laughs> and finally, my voice is cracking from crying. Oh, no, don't do it. <laughs> finally, um, at Emilio E. Jr. or on Facebook. I don't think anybody's adding me on Facebook. I have a fan page on there. And then at my website, ChasingLA.com. Gladiators, we love you so, 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 so much. And please keep tweeting us on Twitter. We promise we keep talking to you. So I love it. Bye, Gladiators. See you Bye-bye. online. Bye-bye. It's been real, you guys. Thank you so much. From Bing.com. Executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.